0: Hello and welcome to That Films View. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. Welcome to our 200th episode, also known as our Halloween special. In this special episode, we'll be celebrating this landmark by goofing off and talking all things Halloween and horror movies. Much like our Christmas special,
1: we'll resurrect some old segments and put a Halloween spin on them. Throughout the episode we'll talk about major horror movies and horror movie characters and we'll even have some recommends, five each, of what we consider to be must-watch horror movies. Be warned, however, for any of the movies we discuss today we may be
0: talking spoilers. Unlike our Christmas special, uh, there is an incredibly larger amount of horror movies than Christmas movies. We considered looking at Halloween specific movies, but we would have dried out the well pretty fast. I think um, I can probably name like six.
1: Are they all Halloween? Like Halloween specific or set? <laughs> well, <laughs> all all, all the, the Halloween's. Halloween's.
0: <laughs> Um But yeah, so we're going all out, opening this special up to any movie that is spooky, can scare you, and is suitable for Halloween or October viewing. Luke, are you a horror fan? Honestly. I used to be, I used to love horror, and you first pitched this idea
1: of doing a Halloween special for episode 200, and my first thought was, I don't think that worked for me personally because I'm not into horror as much as I used to be. I soon came around to the idea. So when we get to my recommends, it's pretty much five movies that I wanted to watch. <laughs> By <laughs> no stretch of the imagination, I, um... am I saying they are my top five list. Okay, yeah, so, sure. I've enjoyed the experience of going back, mainly to the nineties, and watching all oh, the nineties. Okay, horror movies.
0: I figured you might have been more, of, you know, you're the eighties guy. That's usually where you.
1: I spent six years in the eighties. I was born in eighty-four. That's fair. That's fair. So, coming of age horror movies for me were the nineties. But what about you, horror fan?
0: Um, yes, and I guess because I was a little bitch growing up, um, I was a, I was a latecomer <laughs> to to horror movies. I think my sister was, you know, she rented, you know, a copy of Scream or Scream 2 or something and she tried to make me watch it and I was like, about to move out I was, I think I was like 10 and I was like, don't play that, it'll you know, scar me for life, like I did not want to get into horror movies Um, you know, puberty happened I grew up, it was fun I love horror movies, but I guess maybe where you're coming from with like the, you know, your love of them not being there anymore, it's because there's a lot of shit out there and, you know, like horror movies aren't what they used to be and there's a craft to it and there's a, there are some that work and some that don't and things that work and things that just make me really angry. But sometimes horror movies are just meant to be, you know, fun. Just like Halloween. No I harm should, done.
1: I should have known that our age gap would come into play because when Scream came out, <laughs> I was not 10, I was older. What was that, like 98? Or something? Um, oh, was it late maybe. 90s? No, 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 no. It was earlier. It was earlier. Really? Yes, it would have been... It's probably written down somewhere in my It would be, but like 95, maybe. It was somewhere there. No somewhere there. it that early. It was because it came before, I know what you did last summer, Urban Legends. All these very similar movies yeah. <laughs> came out after Scream. Ah, no. So I'm pretty sure it's it's mid-90s, I would say. But I was in high school. Like, I was not. That's it. I
0: think teenagers, young adults, you know, like half the time these horror movies are made for that target audience and that's prime. Um, but, you know, with the power of. 96. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so with the power of, you know, home video and, you know, now streaming and all that, we have the power to go back and, you know, watch old scary movies from yesteryear and really experience as many of them as we want and you know even the old ones they were pretty crummy but you know there's a charm to them i mean growing up i used to watch them on like vhs
1: like (laughs) grainy vhs recorded that just added to the fear right it it did yeah but now it's so accessible so i'm at home and i'm like okay so i'm gonna put a list together of the horror movies i'm going to watch Mm. first i checked netflix (laughs) (laughs) none of them were there so i thought right okay Okay, yeah, yeah and it was just itunes all there and because it's Halloween, most of them are discounted
0: in terms of like new movies. So, like, my wife also loves the horror movie. Usually, when it's you know Friday night, Saturday night, we're sitting down and it's like, Oh, let's watch a movie. It annoys me because her go to is always put a horror movie on. It's like, again, as much as I love them, it's like we're you know, we're running out pretty fast, there's not that many out there, you know. So, you're
1: probably watching a lot of crap, yeah,
0: and that's that's probably what we i experiencing so much of it. And, you know, we go to Netflix and it's, you know, the Netflix movies. You, oh, yes. Sometimes. Netflix original. There are some gems. <laughs> There's also sort of steaming piles of crap.
1: My wife isn't into horror at all. Like, at a push, she'll watch The Conjuring movies. But that's like it. But that's main, so main mainstream. mainstream audience. Like that, she'll yeah. watch them... Like, Halloween, you know, like the Halloween movie that came out, what was it, last year? She just won't even watch it. Like, she's got no interest whatsoever. That's pretty whatsoever. mainstream, isn't it? I mean, I suppose, but, yeah, okay, yeah, it's mainstream, but still one that would be into. falling back into that old slasher. But I think the Conjuring movies and why they've been so successful is they're just, the fluffy. Like, do you know what I mean? You get the jump
0: scares, but they're very, the well polished. We describe them as blockbuster horrors. Yeah you know, expensive, shiny, glossy horror flicks. Yeah, it it takes the edge off.
1: Well, that was an introduction and a half, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So let's get into the bulk of our show, I guess. So so what we'll we'll do, like as you said, you know, we'll have these resurrected um, segments. And if you're not familiar, when we used to do the movie show... Instead of just
1: doing movie news, TV news, trailer talk, we'd interweave these segments, and then after a while, we remove them. We segments yeah. are hard because you're trying to come up with quizzes and things that are interesting for the other person and the listeners. But we did resurrect it for this special episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it was basically just becoming busy work for us, and you know, we wanted the, our content to be streamlined, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, whatever. Here we are. Like Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger, they'll never die. Resurrected. That well that. done. Tied in, <laughs> in. Okay, so the first one. Did you say Michael Myers? I said Jason Voorhees, but... Because
1: he's the only one out of all the ones that you mentioned there that has Resurrection in the title oh. of one of his movies.
0: Yeah, but... The, yeah. Okay. Or
1: Alien. They were resurrected at one point. Okay. Alien 4.
0: Get out. I get your point now. <laughs> I get your point,
1: yeah. Just like those characters, the segments are back.
0: All the people right now are just like, Get on with it, guys. What are you doing? We're celebrating 200 episodes. Leave us be. We're relaxed. We've not yet
1: started the first segment. You're correct.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, almost 10 minutes in. Oh, my God. Okay, so the first segment. um, This is called the Iconic Character Cast Quiz. So, basically, the idea is I've got a title of a horror or Halloween-type movie. Um, I will give you names of characters that the actors in the movie have played, but from something else. So... You know, if it's like Darth Vader or Harry Potter, if Daniel Radcliffe and Hayden Christensen or James Earl Jones, I don't know, (laughs) were in a movie together, it would be... Most
1: people wouldn't say Hayden Christensen when referring
0: to Darth Vader. I couldn't think of the guy in the suit and then I was like, oh, I could use James Earl Jones, but whatever.
1: Or you could use Dave Prowse. Yorkshireman? That's what I was, yeah. yeah? I couldn't okay. remember his name. I think people you. know the game, okay. That's it. So,
0: the first one that we have, oh, and one clue that I will give you is the year, if you ask.
1: Right, okay. The
0: year of the movie.
1: I will more than likely ask for the year.
0: This movie stars Mary Poppins and Jim Halpert.
1: Oh, it's um, that film that came out. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> Good start, <mate>. Good start.
0: <laughs> Quiet place. Correct. Yes. <laughs> That was, of course, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Uh, next one. This movie stars John Wick, right? Tony Montana, and Imperator... Ah, Devil's Advocate. Ah, oh, well done. Great film. The last one was Imperator Furiosa. So we Charlie's had... Charlie's still on. That's it. And Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino.
1: That is a really good
0: film. I was worried. I was like, if I throw this one in, maybe you won't know. Like, Honestly, it. I used to have the VHS. Good Ooh, film. Ooh, classic. This movie stars... Julia Salinger, Monica Geller, Shaggy Rogers. Ah, oh, Scream. Well done. I also had Paige, Matthews, and Gertie from E.T. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, and Drew Barrymore. I told you I had Scream written down somewhere, 1996. Oh, <laughs> <There> good. <laughs> it is. This movie stars Odin, Bruce Banner, Voldemort, Mr. White, or also known as Larry Dimmick, and Plutarch Heavensby. You're going to have to do it again, because you lost me after Odin. <laughs> the second one,
1: it really threw me, because for some reason, I got really confident with <laughs> Anthony Hopkins,
0: and then you lost me. Odin? Yes. All right? So, yeah, Anthony Hopkins. We've got a Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. So that's got some options. Ed
1: Norton or
0: Ruffalo. I mean, there
1: are other options, but yeah, you might. Are there? Or oh, Eric Banner.
0: It no, no. was Hulk. Anyway. Oh,
1: Bill Bixby. Lou <laughs> <Bill> Ferrigno. <laughs> Voldemort. Right, that's That's a Harry Potter character.
0: Is that Ralph Fiennes? Yes. Or Ray Ralph Fiennes, if you want to pronounce his name correctly. But um, no pressure. And <laughs> okay. um, you also have Mr. White, also known as Larry Dimmick. And you have Plutarch Heavensby. Mr. White, was that. Was that Tim Roth?
1: It was not Tim Roth. Oh. Ah, oh, Mr. White. That's Reservoir Dogs, isn't it? Correct. I can't remember who was Mr. White. Ah, I don't know this. Oh, no. What was the year? 2002. 2002. Horror oh, movie. Um, Oh, was it any of the um, Hannibal Lecter films? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to have a guess and say Hannibal.
0: Incorrect. Red Dragon. It was Red Dragon. Oh, damn. So we had Edward Norton Ray Fiennes Harvey Cattell Philip Seymour Hoffman So Plutarch Heavensbee is a Hunger Games character Never seen it Fair enough Iconic to others Not so much to you But yes Red Dragon This movie stars Captain Malcolm Mal Reynolds Nathan Fillion Rita Repulsa Ah, oh, this is Slither. <laughs> I don't know. I was also going to give you Yondu. Directed by James Gunn. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. So Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, as he's, I think you said, I don't know, uh, and Michael Rockett. Yeah, yeah. And film. finally, this movie stars Tony Stark or Iron Man. Oh, this is a comic book, not a comic book horror, but a comic book character. Anyway, Tony Stark, Iron Man, Bruce Banner Hulk, and Quentin Beck Mysterio. A horror movie that Downey Jr. and
1: Jake Gyno have done together. I didn't even know that Downey Jr. had done a horror.
0: This movie might be more of a horror thriller. Ooh, what was here? 2007. Right before Robert Downey Jr. became... Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> before yeah it this, was one, this one's
1: hard. Okay, I missed the middle actor. What was that character? Bruce Banner, Hulk. Bruce Banner. Now. If it helps, all MCU versions. Right, so it's not... And that's all the clues. Who was never Bruce Banner, really? I don't know how I'm chucking him into the mix. If anything, it would be Bill Bixby. Oh,
0: oh, ah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, fair so
1: enough. MCU versions. So, right, so Mark Ruffalo, Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr. I didn't even know that those three had done a movie outside of Me MCU. Me yeah.
0: but I'd seen this movie before. Oh, wow. It was I, crazy.
1: 2002, I've got... seven. Oh, no. 2000, Oh, 2007. Oh, wow. So, after Iron Man. No, before, man. Before. Oh, of course. That was 2008, was it? Where have you been? Just give me the answer, man. What Zodiac. Is it? Oh, I've s- i watched that at the movies. David Fincher. Yes. Not a horror film. Get out! Um. <laughs>
0: Disqualified! <laughs> that
1: is a psychological thriller! Uh,
0: horror thriller. Oh, I disagree. It comes up on so many horror lists. It's... I
1: disagree, I but okay. It's, okay. it's scary. What awkward. was the other one that I got wrong? I disagree with that as well.
0: Red Dragon. <laughs> no, that, that, <laughs> thriller that, all the way. <laughs> that one
1: is horror.
0: Oh, well, that was, that was fun. What I found, though, is that a lot of, I guess, more traditional horror movies... No big actors, (laughs) you know, like, no. so it was hard.
1: You did did well, though. You did well. And when I was prepping my segments, I was trying to make a point of just not doubling up with a movie I would later talk about as part of my recommends or elsewhere. I
0: might have done the same thing. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yes, I was really trying not to double up. Okay. Um, This is something kind of new. It's not a segment from before. So I'm just going to say this is the horror movie quiz. You ready?
0: Oh. <laughs> just quiz questions. Okay. So just straightforward oh. quiz questions. Damn. So like, now I feel like I wish I hadn't talked myself up and been like, oh, yes, I'm a horror movie connoisseur. Is that the word? I mean, word?
1: the first <laughs> question's about Freddy Krueger. So I have um, kids' gloves. Sure. Which is probably an inappropriate thing to say <laughs> with Freddy Krueger. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That might not make the edit. We'll see. Uh Question one. How did Freddy Krueger get burned?
0: Um, the the parents of the local children killed him, burnt him.
1: That's right. He was yep. doused with gasoline by an angry mob and burned alive. Absolutely. Correct. Sure. What's the Conjuring researcher's last name? The Warrens. I am very concerned. I've got eight questions, <laughs> two in so far, and they are very easy. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, no, it's not getting harder anytime soon. Um, are you ready? Question three. Which movie is famous for the phrase, I see dead people?
0: Oh, that is the Bruce Willis starring The Sixth Sense. Correct. Directed by, oh God, what's his name? He's M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I shall
1: deduct a point for that. <laughs> Question four. What's the name of the murderer who lives inside of the Chucky Doll's body?
0: Oh, um... Uh... Charles... Ray...
1: I thought it was Charles Lee Ray. But anyway, Charles is what I put down as the answer. (laughs) I was was going to say Charles Ray, yeah, Lee. You got it. It's Charles. Charles becomes Chucky. Charles
0: Manson... Ray something, and I think Lee, whatever it is. Harvey from... Oswald. Yeah. Would it, would it be him? Harvey anywho, Oswald. Yeah. Anywho. JFK thing.
1: Yeah, sorry. Question five. This is horror. <laughs> <laughs> Factual events have nothing to do with this question. Choose the movie that's not based on a Stephen King novel. I'm going to. Multiple gonna, choice. I'll just pick one. Yes. Multiple choice. Listen. The Shining. It. Gerald's game, Insidious. Insidious. Yeah, I made mean, this too easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I made this way too easy. You could have at least went like really obscure with the Stephen King movies. Gerald's game. Yeah, I watched it on Netflix. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. That's not what this is about. Question. Okay, <laughs> maybe I'll watch it at
1: a later today. Question six: How many Saw movies are there so far? Not include in the upcoming Chris Rock Saw movie. So from Saw to Jigsaw, how many Saw films?
0: Um, So the seventh Saw was Saw the Final Chapter. And then there was Jigsaw. Shit. How (laughs) many is that? Well, Wait, so did you say not including Jigsaw or including Jigsaw?
1: Including Jigsaw.
0: Eight. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, you got it. I was just hoping you... Trip yourself up. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. But there you go. I just want Eight. to point out that,
0: yeah, seventh was the I thought final that chapter. <laughs> was
1: a, I thought that was a harder one. Good. Well, there's two more questions. I really like Saw. Ah, <laughs> oh, do you? I still I was like one that those. first one, but oh, it's I, been a while I, since I've gone I hated back.
0: hated Jigsaw so much. Oh, the latest one? Yeah. Yeah, that's on Netflix. Oh, I'm just giving
1: it a wide berth. I really like the it. core series. Question seven Are paranormal activity movies true stories? What? Are paranormal activity movies true stories? No. Correct. <laughs> a lot of these movies based on true events, inspired by, reminded of. I don't know. I don't even think they say that, apparently. They just no, take themselves no, out. No, they don't. They don't. But anyway, that was, um, I thought that might have been a tricky one for you. It okay. was I was confused by the question. Question eight then. <laughs> so far, you got seven out of seven. Question eight. In Carrie. What type of blood do they douse her with? Pig's blood. Fuck. Damn, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, great, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, not eight, even a eight.
0: second thought there.
1: Eh? Eight out of eight. Well, that was good, wasn't it? I think I shall be retiring the horror movie quiz. You're sure, it's a one not to be resurrected. Yeah, that was too easy. That was too easy. It was too easy, but you know what? It's about the journey, isn't it? It's about the fun that we had. Yeah, and we had fun. I think you enjoyed it more than me, but <laughs> we,
0: we had fun. I like it when I do well. All right, segment three. I couldn't remember what we named this one, but it is a respiratory one, and I'm um, calling it Hashtag Halloween Poster. Oh, okay. Yep. So that's... Uh, <laughs> Remind me. So I'll give you the the tagline that was on the marketing, right. the poster, so wherever not the it appeared. The title appear. of the movie, but the tagline. I like it. And you've got to guess the title, and I will give you the year as a clue if you request it. All right, first one. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. <laughs> I know it. I know it. It's just, just not coming to me. Okay, what was the year? 1978. Oh. Oh, no. I'm curious to think where you were before I said the year. Like, what were you... Not there.
1: <laughs> 1978. I mean... Dead walking the earth, night at Living Dead was sixties. Evil Dead No, there's no more room. Oh, give me give me it one more time. When there's no more room
0: in hell, the dead will walk the earth.
1: Oh, this is ridiculous. I know it, I just can't Well, I clearly don't know it
0: because I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying it. What is
1: it? Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I did think Dawn of the Dead! Then why didn't you say it? Because it's hard (laughs) when you're on the spot like this. I
0: wasn't sure.
1: Yeah, damn. I I thought Dawn of the Dead until the year. I should have just said when you asked me what was I thinking at that time. (laughs) The night
0: he came home and he is capitalised.
1: Yeah, and he is Michael Myers. Give me the year and I'll tell you which film it is. 1978 as well.
0: Halloween. Well done. Good. If you can edit the Halloween movie, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming Anatman man, Street. Can you let me finish? Yes. She won't wake up at all, correct? that Elf Street. Yes, correct. <laughs> man is the warmest place to hide. Man. Man is the warmest place to hide. Is in a bloke.
1: okay what's the year what's the movie in a man is the like a yeah a bloke I don't know 1982 a man I mean is this a a possession movie ooh 82 oh man Um, oh yeah a man one more time man is the warmest (laughs) place to hide it's a short one can I say it differently it's a short one (laughs) I don't know. What is it? The
0: Thing. Oh, that does happen in that movie. That <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> and Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Empire Strikes Empire Back. Empire Strikes Back, yes. Okay. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Not a horror movie. Extra points. <laughs> oh, yes. There will be blood. Oh, yes. There will be blood. Oh, yes. I
1: know. Okay, what's the year? 2005.
0: 2005?
1: I feel like the year throws you off. You're like,
0: what? Yeah, I
1: feel like I've got a good handle on it until the year. This is frustrating because I do know that tagline. I don't feel as though the year is a good clue. It makes it, makes it harder. If anything, oh, oh, yes, there will be blood. Um, the hell, bloody movie? Oh, so now I'm just thinking Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood. <laughs>
0: yes, the tagline on, on, on There Will Be Blood was, oh yes, there will be blood.
1: It's the full title of the movie. I, I can't think. What is it? Saw 2. Oh, I didn't know it.
0: I guess following Saw, they yeah. were like, oh yeah, yeah. there
1: I, will I be blood. The, the tagline sounds familiar, but I don't remember it being
0: associated with Saw 2. All right, we've got one more. Let's see if you can make your family proud. To avoid fainting, keep repeating: "It's only a movie. It's only a movie." Oh, interesting. Uh,
1: go on. We'll see here. Nineteen seventy-two. Oh, it's only a movie. Nineteen seventy-two. While wow, we are going back,
0: Psycho. What's that? Sixties. Damn. What is it? The Last House on the Left.
1: Ah, oh, right. Yep. Was Craven? Mm, that was his first movie, wasn't it?
0: Was that his first, or did he do? I don't think it was his first. Hills think...
1: of Eyes. That's his oh. first. Anyway, anyway. yeah. yeah. How what do, do we do? know? Horror movies. <laughs> this <they laughs> is like a horror episode. No, we, we should know, have it. everything fact checked. Yeah, we should have notes everywhere, like post-it notes. That sounds like a horror movie. How many
0: did I get? Oh, I don't know, like one maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you got you got two. Is that it? Yeah, you got Halloween and a Nightmare oh. on Elm Street. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean I'm disappointed too, don't I? Well, I'm more than that. I'm
1: very concerned because now we're going to go into my next segment, match the quote to the Halloween movie. And what I found, Halloween movies have so many memorable quotes.
0: <laughs> so it's like it's just as
1: I'm as I'm reading a quote it's like oh, it's obvious what that is. Um but you know for a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> number 1 <laughs> for a laugh. <laughs> do you like scary movies? Oh, that scream. I feel as though we just need to skip straight to your next segment because <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous. Number 2, a boy's best friend is his mother.
0: Ah, oh, okay. I, uh, feel,
1: I feel like this pause is you just taking pity on me.
0: No, oh, it's it's like I think I've heard it. It's... Oh, Psycho! Yep. What was correct? Right. I just blanked, mate. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, that was a fake pause,
1: <laughs> and in the edit, it's going to be a much longer pause. <laughs> <laughs> three. <bit. laughs> Number three. Sometimes dead is better.
0: Oh, Pet cemetery. I blame
1: the remake because <laughs> it was fresh in your mind because they used that same tag. Number four. Oh, that same quote, sorry. <laughs> be afraid, be very afraid. Poltergeist?
0: I'm happy to say that's incorrect. No, Poltergeist is their back. Be afraid, be very afraid is... They're here. Oh, oh their back is Poltergeist uh, 2. Okay. okay. Anyway, sorry. Um... Anyway, The Fly, Jeff Goldblum.
1: Your boy! Oh, of course! Number five. Me boy, me fly boy. The power of Christ compels you.
0: Exorcist. Correct.
1: <laughs> oh, the exorcist, sorry.
0: Oh, is what? it the exorcist?
1: Yeah, the exorcist.
0: The exorcist.
1: And finally, mm-hmm. question number six. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. <laughs> I'm trying to pick which
0: one. Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: I wish this whole segment was just quotes on sequels.
0: <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> and that I got confused because I was like, I was like oh, cause, yeah, because we just did the tagline one, and I was like, it couldn't be the same one. But yeah, no, it's a quote. But anyway. Fortunately, that's the end of my segment. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to our recommends soon. Um, but what I've got is a review of the new... Rob Zombie movie, Three from Hell. So this is a follow-up um, to his 2003 film, House of a Thousand Corpses, and its 2005 sequel, The Devil's Rejects. Have you watched those movies? Why have you watched this movie?
1: I haven't seen this movie, and if I'm honest, you might change my mind. I've got no interest. I'll
0: go on this spoiler-free-ish as much, okay, as, okay. I can, as, much as I can.
1: first two movies, watched and really liked them. I did. Like, mm. you know, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses when I got the DVD. I guess I was at college at the time, I was watching more horror movies. Um, two of the main actors I did get to meet at a con in the UK. That's right. Which one? Uh I wanna say uh, Bill Mosley. Yeah so he was Otis. I could yeah, Otis and Captain Spaulding. Sid Haig. Sid Haig, that's him. Um yeah, and then you know, Devil's Rejects came out. So I bought the first one on DVD and then Rejects I watched at the movies. And really liked it, but I do remember them dying. Lynyrd Skinner, <laughs> Freebird was playing, and they got shot to hell, and yep. that was the end of the movie. Absolutely, but they seem okay. So I'll take get it away. to that
0: in two seconds. Yeah, see, I, I really like. I love the Devil's Rejects. Is it's a great film, fantastic, and it's like it's intense, and it's you know it's not for the faint-hearted, but you know it's there's a there's a craft to it. The um, House of a Thousand Corpses, I do find it. I enjoyed it, but I found it more of dwindling in there, you know, that snuff film sort of territory where it's like, uh, they're just, he's just out there to be gross. And know?
1: it is very B movie. I mean, I yeah. do remember
0: uh, Rain Wilson being in there at some point, getting <laughs> yeah. turned
1: into like a merman. I remember that happening. I don't I remember like, the mermaid. Don't they chop him up and he gets out gets of like the, like the tail of a fish? It's been a while. Something weird happens with his character, <laughs> but
0: it has been a long time. He is in that, though. Sweet from hell. What do you think? All right, so, yeah, this stars Sherry Moon Zombie, Bill Mosley, Richard Brake, and there's a small role uh, with Sid Haig coming back, unfortunately, before his death. He wasn't in this movie as much due to his poor health at the time when they were filming. Uh, it was basically baby... Played by Sherry Moon, Otis, uh, Bill Mosley, and Captain's Bolding, Sid Haig miraculously survived their shootout with the police at the end of *The Devil's Rejects*.
1: Do they say how? <laughs> miraculously. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, so
0: the the film opens and it's like it's all documentary style, and I didn't watch any trailers or anything going in. So, and this documentary style opening goes for a few minutes, and I'm like, is this gonna be like a like a found footage mockumentary type? movie and I'm like what's going on and I was like maybe it's all going to be like they're dead but it's going to be about them before and I was like what the hell but anyway moves on they're all in prison um, they're tried for their crimes all three sentence, uh, sentenced to life in prison um, with Captain Spalding executed via lethal injection in the first like 10 minutes. Hang on I do recall you say this was going to be
1: spoiler free yeah, it's in the first death, ten death's okay? I mean, I didn't know that. Okay, carry on. First eh,
0: it's been, yeah.
1: I mean, we did give a spoiler warning for movies <laughs> we we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, he's not in I the movie. I just didn't think you were going to tell me that one of the three gets killed <laughs>
0: in the opening of the movie. He's not in the movie. Oh, okay. He's basically not in the so movie. So it's two from hell. It's Well...
1: No? Yes.
0: It's to the new third. Um, Yeah. Brother Foxy, who we've never... I don't think we've heard of him before. Newcomer Richard Brake joins the cast. Helps Otis and baby escape, and the trio flee to a small town in Mexico during celebrations of the Day of the Dead. Things don't go well, so basically what you get here is not as snuffy as the first movie, probably not as not as intense as the Devil's rejects um they they do something different with baby, like they amp up her craziness she's like. She's like a Harley Quinn type. She's she's a bit crazy, to the max. Um, the newcomer, Foxy, like you know, he's okay. He fits in well. He, you know, it seems like he's part of the pack. But there's a little, there's something missing with not having Captain Spaulding in it, which is a shame. The movie has kind of like two parts to it. The first half is feels sort of like The Devil's Rejects. It feels like its own thing. And the second half is like Mexico. And there's all this other stuff going on, so there's sort of a disjoint in that. It's just a rapid change, and it's like, this could have been two movies, maybe. But it seems like a disappointing sort of, I guess, instalment overall in terms of where The Devil's Rejects left off, having that, you know, being like a, a final hurrah for him. It just kind of belittles it, and it's sort of like a... It's a shallow way to go out, you know. It's an it's an okay film, and it's an okay installment in I guess this trilogy now. But overall, it's just a bit not exactly what it is. Although still filmed really well, Rob Zombie is still doing what he does good, like what he does best. You know, like everything looks spick and span. There's that grittiness to it, It so it feels like a Rob Zombie movie. But it just it's missing something, and I think yeah, maybe they're just a bit free and loose with being like, ah, let's just. It feels like it was churned out. It seemed it felt unnecessary. What would you rate it out of five? I would go three out of five. Oh,
1: okay. So it's so it's modest, you know, it's still, but it's you're recommending it three out of five.
0: Yeah, yeah does that count as a recommend? I'd
1: say anything three or above would. I think be if a you've watched
0: the other two, watch this one. If you're a newcomer to this series.
1: Not a good place to start? Not a good place to start. I mean,
0: no, like, yeah, really no. And that's a given, I think. Like, this is definitely, it's definitely a sequel. It's definitely a third chapter in, or does that contradict what I said? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's okay. The characters just change so much, even though it's sort of set 10 years later, but it, it's... A, yeah.
1: It's so weird, I was sitting here, during a review i am
0: not seeing it. <laughs> so I've got, like, no idea. <laughs> Their professionalism has just dropped. No, that's, that wasn't a point. It was just something for me to bring to the table. Oh, of course. Like, the whole thing, yeah. This is one of your
1: segments. and Just like when I did it.
0: Bad Santa 2. Though. That's
1: right. I mean, yeah. the idea... I, I liked the idea of having a new movie reviewed, or a newish movie. Just
0: snuck in there.
1: Yeah, very limited release here in Australia, I believe. I and think it had a three-day, like, theatrical it's, festival release thing. It's and then already out in the US, digital... Home
0: releases. They already, yes, it kind of came and went. That's it, yeah. Okay, now with that out of the way, let's get on to our recommends. I guess this this is the hardcore part of the show, I guess. Is this the...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess we're going to put forward five movies that we each like and yeah. just hope that we don't end up with five movies in total. Mm. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't that... think so. <laughs> no, we said that with the Christmas one and we ended up having quite a few differences.
0: Well, one or two the in... same. Yeah,
1: and that would be okay. But I think the way that I decided to approach these recommends, like I said earlier, I was thinking, well, I don't normally do this for Halloween because I don't normally have time to go back and revisit a lot of movies mm. or a lot of TV shows because... There's always so much new stuff, right? So you're keeping up with everything new. It's a time to go back. So I used this as a perfect opportunity. And I was thinking,
0: which horror movie would
1: I really want to watch now? And that movie from 1982 was Poltergeist. Awesome. And I watched it twice. Reason being, my wife wasn't (laughs) going to watch it with me. And then she came Part way through and then anyways we ended up watching it in parts and I watched the movie twice and I really really enjoyed it. I went out and bought it on DVD it was $2 more expensive than iTunes so I thought why not and it was like an anniversary edition had some uh, docos on there so why not but I was a bit put off by the M rating on
0: the front of the DVD. Hey, it's a, it's a Steven Spielberg's family-friendly horror flick.
1: <laughs> this is the thing, though, isn't it? Because Spielberg always plays free and loose, like Jurassic Park being a PG and all of that. <laughs> so even though it is an M-rated movie, I would say there's more jumps and there's more intensity to Poltergeist than you would get in, say, the Conjuring spin-off movies. We're talking Spielberg, but he did not direct this movie and I think this was the first movie that he was actually executive producer on.
0: Oh yeah, okay,
1: cool. he was very involved in this movie though. So he basically like and he he, did, he contributed to the story and he spent so much time on set but the actual director was Toe Hooper, the guy responsible for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre which is that (laughs) batshit, crazy horror movie from the 70s. Definitely with an M rating, right? (laughs) And Spielberg's watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre and went, this is the guy. That's the guy. I I want to do my my family-friendly poltergeist movie. But I had had so much fun with it. But it's a case like Spielberg. You know, when he was a kid, there was a scary tree outside his house. It's in the movie. So all these things (laughs) that he had a fear of as a kid, he worked into the movie. And I feel like we've... All these movies that I'm going to be talking about, and maybe what you're going to talk about as well, people know what they are. So I don't feel as though I need to get stuck into the plot too deep. But you've got the young girl Caroline, and she's the family member that the poltergeist is communicating with, and she ends up going to the other side via the TV. You've got the, yeah you know, the. The lady that comes in that's going to clean the house and, you know, of spirits. And it's just, I don't know, like, there's so much going on in this movie and I love all the practical effects. And I know it was 82, so they were quite yeah. limiting really, but they did so much with that where they had the box room and the mum, she's getting dragged up the, up the wall, across the ceiling. And the, the ghost effects were just taking me to Ghostbusters. And I know that came out two years later, but it just... The movie's got so much bloody charm to it. It's it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and I was curious, each one of the movies that I've put in, I've looked up the, the score on Rotten Tomatoes oh, okay. just to see what the, the critics' consensus is, or at least with the score. And Poltergeist, of the five movies I will be talking about on this episode, is rated the highest, 85%. Ooh. It's a lot of fun. I thought it was... Bloody great. Despite being a horror film, there were no murders or fatalities depicted in the film.
0: Weren't there, wasn't there, wasn't a swimming pool or something filled with like skeletons? Mom, but yeah, but that it's an,
1: because the whole thing about Poltergeist is that this new housing estate was built on an old cemetery. And what they did was they moved the headstones yeah. down the road, but they left the bodies. So yeah. technically, people did die. <laughs> Before the events of this film, but I mean, like none of the family members are seriously harmed or yeah, yeah. or killed, and not nothing like that happens. The the guy that's um that's the, the business owner of the real estate uh, who's got all the the properties, he gets like a fireball to the face, Well, I think he's okay. <laughs> but it's it's an M rated horror movie, exec produced by Spielberg, yeah, and everyone's okay at the end, and then they have a bit of a bit of a. It ends on a bit of a chuckle where they go to the Holiday Inn and the dad takes the TV out of the Holiday Inn and just puts it outside the room. End credits. It's a good film.
0: Fantastic. All right, my approach for the for my five. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, I'm not doing a top five as such, but I was thinking, all right, Halloween's coming up. If I wanted to do, like, a marathon of five movies that I want to bring the Halloween season in with... I was like, what would be a good mix of, like, of different sort of genres, styles of films, sort of covering or ticking all the boxes? And I came down to these five. Um, and I'm going to start with my, I guess, my go-to slasher film. You know, we've, had, we've got Michael Myers, we've got um, Nightmare on Elm Street, but the, the one I think my favourite franchise of the slashers is Friday the 13th. So I was like, which one of those do I want to pick? If you make it easy, start with the first one. So, Friday the 13th, 1980.
1: So, that's the one where it's not actually Jason. It's his mum. Well, I mean, that's the end of the movie, um, yes. Kevin... Well, we can talk spoilers. I think so, yeah. And Kevin Bacon bleeds... Is it orange blood? It's, I, mean, <laughs> I remember
0: it being I orange. Mean, it's an off red <laughs>
1: Okay, okay. But, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a classic.
0: Yeah, I mean, directed by Sean S. Cunningham. Um, this movie was... Prompted by the success of John Carpenter's Halloween, you know that came up, and then this they were like, "We you know the make of the movie. We'll like we've got to we've got to do something. We've got this idea." Studios were in a, in a bidding war to get their hands on a on a slasher film. They were like, "Yeah, this is the hot thing. This is what they got to do." But other actors that probably no one's ever heard of since him: Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Harry Crosby, Laurie B- Bartram. Um, but yeah, Kevin Bacon. That's he's done things. It's interesting, isn't it, with Friday the
1: 13th? If you look at all those, you know, the other ones you mentioned, like, you know, Frida or Michael Myers, in that first movie, the killer is fully realised. We get young Jason at the end of this movie after you're finding out that yeah. he was actually the mum. But then in the second movie, he still hasn't got the hockey mask. He's got the
0: bag over his head. Not until the third movie. And, I mean, the like the writers of this film, they never intended to have... Chasing, it and be resurrected at the end of the film, like in the lake. It was, it was very much like, oh, he was a victim. He died, and you know that was it. But then they were like, oh, we want just one last little bite. Yeah, the directors, or whatever, that one know.
1: last shock. I mean, but yeah. I mean, look how much money that one last what shock became, has made the studio. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> basically, if you're unfamiliar with, yeah, you might be. But in it, this is set in 1958, although the movie was out in 1980. Um, a group of uh, teenage camp counselors are murdered one by one by an unknown killer, as you said, turns out to be Pamela Pamela Voorhees. That was hard to say. I don't know why. Uh, While attempting to reopen an abandoned summer camp at Crystal Lake. But what's cool about all the deaths is that it's all POV shots. It's all just hands with a knife or whatever. I mean, if they
1: didn't do it that way,
0: and you're right, it is a, a cool effect, but if they didn't do it that way, it's like, Look, It's a little lady, it's a little lady, and it's stupid. <laughs> but then later, when you do see her, and she's like, Do you need help? Like, and it's like, Oh, look, someone's here to rescue everyone. And then it's like, Jason was my son, and it's like, right. So it's a really good reveal, yeah. It is, if we didn't just spoil it for you, but the music as well, whatever it is, you know,
1: kill that's what it that is. that is. what he's saying, that's what the music, kill, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. It's actually saying kill, and it's like the whispers I just of kill. It is it's the word kill, but in different yeah, variations, yeah, yeah. but that's that's where they got the sound from.
0: Kill for mother.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, for my next one, and similar to you, I've tried to change things up. Mm-hmm. So I've done the haunted house. Oh uh, yeah. The haunted yeah. person, I guess it's a podcast, But I've done the haunting. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll go back and watch a possession movie. The first movie that popped into my head was Idle Hands from 1999. <laughs> Random. This movie I had on DVD and I used to watch it over and over. Such a good movie. But doing the rewatch for this, I mean, to so the cast, you've got Devon Sawyer, Seth Green, Eldon Henson, and Jessica Alba. And until this rewatch, I completely forgot how drop dead gorgeous Jessica Alba is. How could you forget? In this movie, it took me by surprise. When she was on screen, wow, she is stunning. But there's a possessed hand as well. So it's not just all about Jessica Alba. So
0: Jessica Alba gave you a possessed hand.
1: In this movie, I'm I'm, I'm bringing the focus back to the horror aspect of this movie. If you're unfamiliar, the whole setup with this film, the devil will find work for Idle Hands. And you have that in Anton. He's, like, the ultimate slacker. And this is Devin Sawyer at a point where his career was really taking off. Like, in, like, a close amount of time. In fact, even in the same year, he had... Oh, no, the following year, Final Destination. Oh, yeah. He yeah, just yeah. had Casper a couple of years yeah, earlier. That's right. <laughs> He was the real life version of Casper. Oh, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yes. yeah. He got the, um, the little dance, and he was in the video to Eminem "Stan." Can I so he can was, <laughs> he, oh, was can he was having a bit of a bit of a moment. But this film, even now, it is it is so much fun. Like you got Seth Green in there, and he comes back as the undead. He's got the the bottles stabbed in his head, and he's got his mate. His head gets cut off. It's just. A lot of fun. Uh Vivica A. Fox is in this as well as like a, a bounty hunter, which is of like the occult. Tom DeLong from Blink One Eight Two has a a brief cameo in this oh, movie. Wow. There's it's a great movie with a great soundtrack, and I think that it's great. And just like the poltergeist, for seven dollars I went <laughs> out and bought the DVD because I used to own it, but for whatever reason I got rid of it. But I have it again now. Back in I your hand. This movie. Is really good. It's a lot of fun, and and I think other than Poltergeist, a lot of what we'll be talking about are movies from the nineties. This is pure nineties. It's you know the soundtrack, the the actors, the actors, yeah, um, the effects. Oh, interestingly though, Christopher Hart, who played Thing, the hand on the Adams family <laughs> and Adams family values. He also provides the possessed hand oh. in this movie. So I thought that was um, pretty interesting. But just like with Poltergeist, went to Rotten Tomatoes. I like this movie. What's the consensus? 16%. Damn. Quite low, quite low. And I think that's a bit unfair. I mean, this is a horror comedy and, you know, there's some smarts to it. I, I like it. It's it's a fun movie. Say, Would it be like a teen horror, like a... It is, yes, like I a think Goofy Teen horror. Here. Um oh, not goofy. It's just like a dark horror comedy. Yeah. And then here in Australia, it's a MA 15. Oh, that's quite high. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's limbs getting decapitated. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Um, would. there's sex, bad language, yeah. there's all those things. There's a lot of drug use. So it's ticking all those boxes it, that are yeah. gonna get it in MA. But it, it's just it's it's a fun movie. I know there's other Possessed hands, hand moves I could have gone to, like, I don't know, Evil Dead. <laughs> I chose Idle Hands. <laughs> Not as my preference as a better movie, it's just the one that I've
0: wanted to rewatch for this. All right, well, uh, on that, that's a good segue. My next movie is I say this is my zombie movie, this is my B grade, old school, practical horror movie. I'm talking about Evil Dead, but specifically Evil Dead 2. Dead by Dawn from 1987. That was so close to being on my list, but Idle Hands. <laughs> <laughs> you had done it. Um, directed by Sam Raimi, doing what he does best besides Spider Man movies.
1: And what was interesting with Dead by Dawn, it was essentially a remake of the first movie, only shoehorned comedy, which did make a yeah. movie.
0: I mean, it was essentially a, like a, well, like a parody horror. I guess definitely with the comedy, like you said, serving as a remake and a sequel. So it's like they remade and altered the the first movie in the first like 20 minutes. Well, it might even be less, maybe 15. No, it's about 20 minutes, I reckon. If you just
1: had the first movie and then Army of Darkness, wouldn't work. This movie needs well, no. to happen. <laughs> yeah. So you get that medieval scene in What's the
0: Well, yeah, what's funny though, like you could just watch Evil Dead 2. And start there. Like, you don't need to watch the other you one. No, 100%. I mean, yeah, It's worth it checking out starts, Evil Dead for, you know.
1: Evil Dead is more of a horror movie, I'd say, than yeah. what you get with Evil Dead 2. So you got
0: the four people travelling to the the cabin, whereas this one you've just got Ash Williams and his girlfriend, Linda, and then more people join after. But let me give you a bit of a, a rundown, because I wrote notes and I want to use them. Uh we got Bruce Campbell, Sarah Berry, Dan Hicks, uh, Cassie Wesley, and Richard Domaya. So opening with a brief and altered. Recap of the first movie, Ash Williams and his girlfriend Linda take a romantic vacation to a seemingly abandoned cabin in the woods. While in the cabin, Ash plays a tape of archaeologist Raymond Noby, reciting passages from the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. The recorded incarnation unleashes an evil force that kills and later possesses Linda, turning her into a deadite. After that, four new people arrive to find the embattled Ash, and the horror continues... It's bloody. It's gross. It's funny. There's freaky voices from the deadites. There's heads popping out from like the trap door in the floor.
1: It's a personal favourite. It is Sam Raimi's cars
0: in it, of course.
1: You know, I had this as a DVD box set, and the
0: case for the DVD was (gasps) Book of the Dead. Yes, the Necronomicon. (laughs) It was like just rubber, and yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy the third one as well, The Army of Darkness, but I mean, I think it goes more into that medieval type thing, it kind of takes it away from the horror genre, it's sort of something Oh, for like, sure, yeah. Like
1: Evil Dead 2 is the far superior Absolutely. Evil Dead movie, but I do enjoy Army of Darkness, but it is a different thing. Yeah,
0: and I feel like it's just such a bizarre thing, you know, there's the thing with the tree... Does the tree happen
1: again in Evil
0: Dead 2? I know sure it does. It's yeah. in the first one. Yeah. I thought they
1: left that out for Evil Dead 2. It's been a while th- no, I'm pretty since sure, I've gone back. I'm
0: pretty sure it's in there. Yeah, like, if I, was, like Sam, if sure. I <laughs> was
1: Sam Raimi, I would not have included the tree <laughs>
0: the like second time around. I mean, they just went all out and remade it, so but I love all the you know, the shots where you know like the, the evil is just like like flying through yeah, the the woods, cool. it's like and it stops at the door. It's just, and and oh, then that's...
1: and then it reverses on occasion. Yeah, that's it's like... so good, but you got to what think that? that well, they they wouldn't have had a lot to show. So then no. the creative use of the camera in that first movie, like you can get a really good movie out of some low budget home movies. Like and you've got that with Evil Dead.
0: Cheap. practical effects as well. And you know, yeah, some of them look you know cheesy and stuff, but not literally cheesy. But like you know, like they look cheesy and, and but. They, they're gory and they're creepy, and it has that quality of just like just old-school movie-making. I which... could
1: be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I heard somewhere that horror movies are not necessarily Sam Raimi's favourite genre of film, but on the budget that he had, it they was the one easiest? that he could... Yeah, the easiest oh. to film. I'm pretty sure that was Sam Raimi. There's some horror directors, like James Wan, where... He does love horror, right? Yeah. and that's why he's going back to it, even though he's got success with movies like you know, the Fast and Furious uh, movie that he did. <laughs> but now he's making Aquaman. them with money. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a great pick. Fantastic. For my third one, I thought, you know what? I need to include a Wes Craven movie. I couldn't not. My favourite Wes Craven movie is A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's not the movie I'm talking about. I didn't do a rewatch. I have seen it so many times. Probably more than any other horror movie. Always my go-to. And I'm on old Street. I'm talking about... The vampire movie that Wes Craven made. In 1995, on Rotten Tomatoes, currently has a consensus score of 10%. I am, of course, talking about... Vampire in Brooklyn. What the hell is that? It is not a good film, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm honest with you. It's one that I did watch in the 90s, noughties, and I used to have on DVD. I got rid of a lot of DVDs. That's
0: why I keep saying. Wait, so, so is you this a have on DVD? recommend then, or is it just the one that you picked to watch? This this is what I said at the beginning. Like, I
1: picked five movies <laughs> to watch these to these Okay. In fact, you know what? That's not completely honest. There's one that I did get three quarters of the way through and decided early on I'm not including it in my five because it's not nearly as good as I remember, and that is <laughs> Urban Legend. Okay. So Urban Legend, not in my list. But I wanted to do a West Craven movie, and I thought, oh, it'd be good to do a vampire movie as well. And I thought, why not do a movie where Eddie Murphy... Plays a vampire. (laughs) This happened. This was, you know, it came out in 1995. Also in this movie, you had Angela Bassett. She played Rita, one of the detectives that's investigating these murders. Eddie Murphy played uh, vampire Maximilian. (laughs) Honestly, I started this movie and there was red flags everywhere. And warning signs, I mean. (laughs) And I thought, I'm going to stick with it, though, because it's one of the five... That I picked, and I'd already paid to rent it from iTunes. Oh, I thought it, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna stick it out. So you've not seen this, then you don't even I know. don't even
0: know what this is. I was like, and it's an Eddie Murphy movie as
1: well. I'm watching <laughs> it, and I'm like, and it is a horror comedy. And as I'm watching it, I'd have loved to have been a fly in the wall when this movie was negotiated. And you've got Eddie Murphy and Wes Craven looking eye to eye. Okay, let's make a movie together. Like, how does that even happen? <laughs> and as I'm watching it, it's like. Whose movie is this? And then when you get to the end of the movie, you're like, well, of course it's Eddie Murphy's movie. I mean, this might not surprise you, but Murphy also plays a preacher and an Italian gangster in this movie. <laughs> so there's times where the it's quite gory, and, and there's violence that goes with that. But then there's also times where you've got... Eddie Murphy playing a preacher that can't go inside the church because his shoulders start smoking because he's a vampire in a church. And he (laughs) takes the congregation outside and then he's doing an Eddie Murphy routine. It is a bizarre movie. It's really weird. I'm not... I mean, I know this is literally the recommend section. By no means <laughs> movie. am I Sorry. saying go out and watch Vampire in Brooklyn. But what I would say to you personally, Jason, knowing that you like Eddie Murphy, check it out. <laughs> because I thought you
0: would have seen all his movies. No, well, no, definitely not. So it's, it's, so it's something worthy to check out and experience. Out like of it? curiosity,
1: for sure. Yeah, have a look have a look but, um, yeah Vampire in Brooklyn you know I was in um, Comic Zone chatting to the guys that often um, guest host on Sounds Like Comics and I was saying to him, you know I was looking at doing a vampire movie and Gareth straight away out of the blue just said Vampire in Brooklyn and I'm like I was thinking that yeah <laughs> so he's to blame
0: otherwise I probably wouldn't have fully committed to this film but there you go that's nuts um my next movie ticks the box of possession movies. Um, I started to get really tired of possession movies, they were just the same thing over and over. How many times can I see someone being yelled at and screaming, and then blah, blah, or something? And you know, it was happening a lot in Supernatural as well, so I was like, you know. You kind of get secret, but anyway, what, the TV series. Yeah, possessions. Are you, are you still watching Super? Oh hell no! I got it for like season eight. What are they? Oh, they finished now, haven't they? No, no, no. Fifteen? No, they are three episodes
1: into their final season. <laughs> yeah, fifteen. Jeez. Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Curiosity has me thinking. Maybe I should tune back in for the last season.
0: But I don't know. Nah, you'd have to watch them after you go do a you? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, I also wanted to cover. The idea of, you know, that blockbuster movie, the mainstream horror. And I was going to go to It because I was thinking, you know, I really love It. I'm really enjoying this tease. But I'm going to lean into The Conjuring.
1: Oh, wow. Now, you were
0: given some negative vibes earlier. Oh,
1: no, no, no. I I like The Conjuring and especially The Conjuring 2, which is my preferred of the... Oh,
0: what? Yeah, for sure. No, The
1: Enfield Haunting, much better movie. Oh. Much better oh. movie, but I'm not going to step on your toes <laughs> <Not> of your <laughs> no, recommendation. Sorry. No, this we were just talking earlier about it being like a mainstream horror movie.
0: Yeah, but I think what I liked about The Conjuring, like it came out at this time where we were just getting a run of horror movies that were just jump scares were the priority, gore was the priority, everything was we need to show it to you, you need to be on this ride, and it just. You know things weren't working, and Conjuring came along, and it was it was all about less is more, and it's a philosophy that I've taken on board. You know, going forward, it's but there's fantastic cast. Ellen um, Ellen Lorraine Warren played by Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson. This is of course directed by James Wan, as we said earlier, um, based on the alleged real life exploits of the Warrens. They are a married couple who investigate paranormal uh, paranormal events. We've also got Ron Livingston and Lily Taylor in there. Family, the kids. We know we like seeing kids in peril in horror movies. Always adds an element. The period setting. So, I mean, the production, the costuming, the look of everything. It's fantastic. It's, it's, I, I agree. Like, I it do. is, it really is one movie. of the best horror movies I've seen in years. Before and after, you know, it it stands up. Um and it's, I can, I've rewatched it multiple times, and it's just as good every time, and I always forget how it ends or goes, so that's always good. But basically, a rundown. The Warrens come to the assistance of the Perrin family, who experience increasingly disturbing events in their farmhouse in Rhode Island in 1971. And for a possession movie, which ends with, you know, there's a possession, I'm all on board with it. Because I swear I got really sick of seeing those possession movies. Yeah,
1: the the Conjuring movies, for the most (laughs) part, are the the main Conjuring films. And we both... Yeah. I I quite like the latest Annabelle. You not so much. But I do like... I like the movies. I'm enjoying the Conjuring universe. I'm enjoying the spin-offs, but on a different level. Like, as a fun... But but I'm with you though, less is more. And maybe the spin-offs... Are more than less.
0: More and more. They just keep giving more... Yeah, they're great. And, it, I mean, introduced me to Vera Farmiga and she's cool. Like, I don't know. I just like her and things. Bates Motel. The commuter? Yeah, that Lee Mason movie. <laughs> Taken on a train.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It is. It ends up being a bit more than that. But anyway. I can't wait to do our thriller episode <laughs> special. Before I go to my number four, you, I've noticed you got into a bit of the plot there on... Um, you don't have to. The Conjuring. But I feel as though... I gave a bit of a disservice to Vampire Breachers. Oh,
0: my God. So I just want it. to
1: go back and basically oh. the plot is that Eddie Murphy is trying to get Angela Bassett to dance with him. Anyway, that's the movie. <laughs> that's, that's the plot. So number four, number four, for me, if you're looking at the ultimate teen slasher, you can't look past Scream. Yeah. So I'm not talking about Scream. Because you've already done A with Craven, and you said you weren't... And that's it. And like yeah. I feel as like Scream is it. Like It is so good. But I'm going to stop talking about Scream <laughs> because the movie I'm going to talk about currently rated at 42% on Rotten Tomatoes from 1997. I know what he did last summer. Oh. Always likes that movie. I still know what he did last summer. That was pretty good. I'll always know what he did last summer. It's pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> this first movie it's bloody good. Uh, Kevin Williamson of Dawson's Creek fame. Yep. And I think he also was a writer on Scream as well. He scripted this thriller, an adaption of Lois Duncan's novel about four teens involved in a hit and run incident. I thought I'd give a bit of a rundown of the plot now, yeah, yes, <laughs> and not come back to it later after your next. Always good. Recommend. So you have got a fisherman gets run over by these kids. Uh, in the cast, you've got Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sir Michelle Gellar, Ryan Philippe, and another one. Who's the other one? Or is that all of them? Did I do four
0: people then? Freddie Prince Jr. Is yes, that... did yes. I not say him? And he's in it as well. He plays Ray. I mean, and that <laughs> them right there, like. Ultimate. Oh, honestly, 90s, in the nineties, teen, teen horror,
1: teen romantic comedy, so much crossover. Like these guys were just popping up with different things. Like you saw Sarah Michelle Gellar in. I know we did last summer. She pops up in Scream Two, and these crossovers were just happening all over with these um, with this young cast. But went back and did the rewatch, and it still holds up. It's a good movie. And then you do get to the end of, oh, yeah, right. This is where, you know, the bad guy, the fisherman, they find that his identity is being defeated. He's lost his hand and he's gone. Jennifer Love Hewitt goes into the shower because, of course, we needed to see her in a towel at some point. She's got off the phone to Freddie Prince Jr. Their relationship's going well. And then written in the mirror, there's all the conversation, the steam, I still know. And then the fisherman jumps out of the back of the mirror... To attack her, but then she is in the sequels. I'm assuming maybe they, they decided not to include that. It's been a while since I watched, that, I still know. But it's that end of a horror movie where there's one last scare, like the end of an nightmare in Elm Street where Freddy is yeah. the car and the mum gets dragged in the
0: house. I mean, yeah, we're just spoiling movies left. I right think the you introduced this movie perfectly, like it could be the ultimate 90s teen horror f- slasher flick. I don't know if that, they're the words you use, but that's how I describe it. And yeah, it really feels... It's really good. But what I didn't know, that it's... Um, that The
1: book that it's based on, the teens hit a small boy on a bicycle instead of a fisherman. So that's, that was the original story.
0: That's so much worse.
1: Yes. What happens in the movie, you've got a guy who you think initially the boyfriend of a girl that died in a car crash... You believe that it's him, but it ends up being the dad of the girl. But I think having it being. A t- We're spoiling movies again. I like, <laughs> we gave you? the spoiler warning. But it being a teen that you think is run over, yeah, like if it was a little boy on a bike, oh, that would have been horrific.
0: I mean, we don't want fishermen dying either, but you know, you have to
1: choose. <laughs> what I will say about this movie, which is bloody ridiculous, is that it's a small fishing town. So. It's the equivalent of, like, everyone in the town dressed as Ghostface in a, in a screen movie. So everyone is dressed as a fisherman. So when the teens are, like, trying to find him in a crowd, there he is. Oh, no, <laughs> it's just an old man who's actually a fisherman. Oh, no, he's up there. Oh, no, it's another person dressed as a fisherman. It gets a bit silly.
0: It gets nuts.
1: But it's a good film. And this was directed by Jim Giuseppe. You familiar with his work? Nah, I was curious because, like, you know, he put out a good film in 97 thought, what else has he done? Well, five years later, he worked with Stallone in the movie Detox. Seen that one? It's a psychological thriller. I can't say I have. Okay, good. Well, um, (laughs) Giuseppe, I think he's since gone on to some TV. Okay, nice. He'll always have. I know he did last summer. 42% on Rotten (laughs) Tomatoes.
0: Cool. Alright, my fourth movie. Um I figured I'd go I'd go cinema, film, all out there. Director Stanley Kubrick, what am I talking about?
1: I mean, do you want me to say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know what it is. The Shining, 1980, based on Stephen King's 1977 novel, The Shining. Um This is not just one of my favourite horror movies. This is like in my, like, top five of movies ever. I mean, it's a classic. It is a classic. And it's intense. And it's crazy. And there's so much... Is there so much going on? Not really. But there's so many things sort of in
1: it. It's a slow movie, but there is... Yeah, but there is things going on. It's but it, is, it is slow, but you, you get sucked into that world.
0: You've got Jack Nicholson, uh, Shelley Duvall, Scatman Crothers, and Danny Lloyd. Little Danny Lloyd. Um, aspiring writer and recovering alcoholic Jack Torrance accepts a position as the off-season caretaker of the isolated historic Overlook Hotel in the Colorado Rockies. Over the winter, he is isolated with his wife Wendy and young son Danny. Danny possesses The Shining, the psychic ability that enables him to see into the hotel's horrific past. Jack's sanity deteriorates due to the influences of the supernatural forces that inhabit the hotel, placing his wife and son in danger. And we get that classic line as he's into the bathroom door. Here's Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. I
1: literally had that as part of a, my quotes earlier and I thought it's too easy. So <laughs> I, yeah. I took it out that earlier. You statement. didn't want
0: to be too easy with the sequence. <laughs> I mean,
1: I ended up being easy, but yeah, I didn't want to be too easy. But all work and no play make Jack a dull boy. Like, there's so much from this yeah. movie. And I've not seen The Shining in probably. 20 plus years. I'll
0: tell you what happened. Two, I still remember
1: it so clear. Two,
0: what day is it today?
1: It is Friday.
0: When did I go? Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, there was a screening of the Shining, the extended version, 4K on the big screen, VMAX, all that, $12 tickets, loved it. So went, you know, got my popcorn, had a good time. It was amazing to see it on the big screen, you know tick that off my list
1: was it better than seeing that scene in ready player one from last year when they recreated that was fun that was
0: fun though um but yeah yeah cool like just iconic moments the blood coming out of the elevator the freaky things with the twins um you know the even the old lady in the bathtub 4k man never unsee that shit (laughs) you know we've been
1: talking about dr sleep on the movie show and at no point have you brought up that that is a sequel to your one of your top five films ever.
0: But it's not re Like, it is, but it's
1: not really. It really is, though. I it guess. is. Well, actually, there was... It a- is a sequel to Q... But what I mean, though, is that we've talked about Doctor Sleep, but at no point have you said, oh, by the way, do you know The Shining's like
0: one of my top five <laughs> favourite movies of all time? I've been keeping my top five, like, hidden for a while. I've, okay, I've so- reviewed a few on uh, Rewind and Review, but... um. Yeah, because even Rob asked me, like, what is your top five? What's the other remaining movies? And I was like,
1: I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Honestly, though, Doctor Sleep, kidding aside, is a sequel to the Kubrick film.
0: Yeah, to the yeah to the Kubrick film. Which is the film you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, based on the book, which is a sequel to the book, obviously. Like, but, yeah. Yeah, they I made, mean, yeah. they've redesigned, they've remade sets. To, look, to like look like that movie. Kubrick put the on
1: carpet, The carpet, the tricolor, all of it. It is a direct sequel. Like, in the continuity of Doctor Sleep, Ewan McGregor's dad was played by Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yeah. It's a direct sequel.
0: That's and it. Mike
1: Flanagan is writing and directing Doctor Sleep, the guy responsible for... Haunting of Hill House. I'm very excited for Doctor Sleep.
0: There was a little promo thing before the screening of The Shining um, and actually featured some little interview snippets with Stephen King. And um, it's infamously known that Stephen King really disliked, dare I say, hated Kubrick's uh, version of The Shining. But he was, in praising this upcoming Doctor Sleep, referring back to Kubrick's Shining, kind of half praising it. Yeah, that
1: kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, just so you know how much King didn't like the cubic version, he went and made his own. (laughs) It was like a TV mini event or a TV movie. I'll show them. (laughs) Yeah, just like you, I I love The Shining. It is such a good movie. Have you been? I've seen it a lot, just not recently.
0: I know you've used my bathroom facilities here. Um, Have you ever shut the door?
1: Nope, I pee with the door open. Before you leave today, go
0: in there, turn <laughs> okay. the and shut the door.
1: Okay, I will. Have you got Red Rum somewhere?
0: God, that would be terrifying.
1: Oh, is that one? Oh, no? Also, whatever you've done is not going to live up to the expectations
0: that I have in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out. What is your final... Oh, is that what we're up to? Yeah, yeah. What, what is my, yeah. your final wow, final movie?
1: We got here quick. I hope the audience got here quick too. <laughs> it's certainly been a quick record for me. Um, yeah, the, the fifth and final recommend Again, not an ultimate, you know, <laughs> horror list. I wanted to do a movie about witches. And I've got to be honest, as I was working my way through, I know he did last summer, I was starting to think, although I'm enjoying this, maybe I'll move away from teen horror. <laughs> I mean, I didn't end up moving away from teen horror, because I did, I did the craft. <laughs> but oh, my God. At, but at one, because I, honestly, I just, after the poltergeist, I just felt, you know what? I'm just going to stay in the 90s. But I did think about doing Hocus Pocus. I was
0: going to say, I was like, I was like, one of us might do
1: Hocus Pocus. And the announcement that Disney Plus are officially making a sequel.
0: Mate, what is this, movie show? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's relevant. Do we know if that's whilst we're here? Whilst we're, is that with the original cast? Um, they're trying to get the
1: original okay, cast. So they've
0: announced the project.
1: They now they're doing the busy work. Would like the original cast, and they made that known in the press release uh, for the the sequel announcement. Use
0: the use the fans. <laughs> but I was thinking, hocus pocus. It's like it's
1: it's a kids Disney. But anyway, I didn't do that. So you went for the craft between you and I and everybody else. Do you know why I eventually settled back on The Craft and not Hocus Pocus? When looking the movies up in iTunes, one was $2.99 and one was $4.99. <laughs> anyway, the movie that cost me $2.99 to rent at 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, The Craft. And this still, for me, holds up as being a good film. Like, I used to really enjoy this movie. It's got a great soundtrack and just like Idle Hands... It just screams of the 90s. It's got a really good cast. You've got Robin Tooney, And I think the last thing I saw her in was... What was that show with Simon What's-His-Face, the Aussie guy? Simon Baker. Oh, yeah. The mentalist. She was in that. So I've only really seen her in that and The Craft, and she's much better in The Craft. (laughs) Also, uh, Neve Campbell. She's in here, of course. We saw her as Nancy in Scream. Uh, Rachel True, she Her also name was Cindy. Makes,
0: Prescott. What was it? Cindy Prescott. Cindy? Oh, I thought it was Sydney. Are you sure? No, it was Sin- Sydney. Sydney. Sydney Prescott. What do you say? You said like Nancy. Did I? Yeah. Well, that's spooky because we've got another actress, Farouza Balk, and she plays Nancy.
1: Maybe that's in- what you've got. <laughs> <doing laughs> okay. Nev Campbell was Sydney yeah. Prescott in Scream. You know, for not. Having Scream is a recommend, I feel as though it's been brought up a hell of a lot. <laughs> and
0: that's why we didn't recommend it,
1: because it yeah. was bound to come that's up. That's it. Uh, the Craft came out in 1996. Um, it follows Sarah. She's played by Robin, and she's bounced around school. She lost a mum when she was young, and then you find that she's got this natural ability with witchcraft, and then there's four witches needed to contact this entity that's meant to be like everything like more powerful than the devil the god and bad shit happens and the three girls turn on sarah and it's just it's it's a fun movie it's one of those horror movies as you're watching it and you you're seeing them do the effects you're fairly sure you know how they did it but there's a charm to that as well like it's it's I don't know, it's it's a good movie. I I really like it. There's a scene in particular where Nancy is like the batshit crazy witch and she's like she's she's hovering slightly and she's on her tiptoes, she's wearing pointy shoes, and she starts like dragging her feet along the floor towards where Sarah is and it's it's a great scene and she's like going all crazy and <laughs> The Craft, it's it's got again great soundtrack, it's got a good cast. Um Yeah, it's
0: really good. Witchcraft. You seen the craft, haven't you? Yeah, uh, once, and it was very. It was like when Charmed first started, like that long ago. Because oh, I no. remember it, it aired on TV. I think I watched it with my sister, and then yeah, I never went back. I don't not to comment on the movie in that way, but yeah, I never went back. I'd, I'd seen it. It's good. The craft's yeah. good. They they're doing a remake. Like it's you yeah, know one it. of
1: the many horror remakes, and they've just announced. I don't know who he's playing, but David Coffney, he's couldn't be in the movie somewhere, somehow. Okay. Oh, but this this movie as well. Like, um, Skeet Ulrich, another guy from Scream, is in this movie.
0: Oh. I mean, you know,
1: th- actors at the time. <laughs> I think that will be the very last time I reference Scream in this podcast. Tell you what, though, love Scream. So what if that's like the last
0: time? Fifth movie. I kind of hope it is. <laughs> because that would be <laughs> annoying. Uh, but it's not. Um, ah. For my final film, I've, I was like, I better just go with a movie that, you know, maybe not necessarily praised or well-known or whatever, but it's one of the few movies that just genuinely scared me and just made me feel super uncomfortable. It is The Strangers. I don't know oh, why. Really? Yeah. It just made me, I just watched it and I was just like, I don't... I like this, but I also don't like this. I mean,
1: like, it's home invasion. No one enjoys that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you like being home invaded? <laughs> Not really. Uh, But this movie, yeah, it's just an odd choice. But um, I just, it just always sat with me. I was like, I just, I liked it, but didn't like it because it just made me feel the heebie-jeebies. 2008, it came out of director Brian Bertino. So thank you to that man for scaring me a little bit. Inspired by real-life events uh, like the Manson family tape murders, the Keddy Cabin murders, and a series of break-ins that occurred in Bertino's own neighborhood as a child. So you had lots of inspiration there. As movie stars live Tyler and Scott Speedman. Um, Kristen and James, they are. They stay at a vacation home, um, which is disrupted by three masked criminals who infiltrate their home. So basically, yeah, like you said, home invasion. Um, They've got masks on. And I think just the way that things are crafted, it's very simplistic. It's very, you know, there's not... It's not a big show. It's just intense, creepy, unnerving scenes that just made me feel like get me out of here I don't want to watch this anymore but you know what for a horror movie to actually do that to me and this wasn't like I watched it as a 10 year old this was like 3, 4 years ago and I was just like what is happening so yeah I think it just deserved a shout out for being that movie that did that to me it's not one that I've
1: seen but I have noticed that Netflix have got the sequel on there I don't know if they've got the first so one so yeah watch that oh no, no it good. was okay, oh, okay.
0: not you yeah. know Okay, they did the thing that every horror movie does, and just goes bigger, more action, jump scares, all that. You know, the usual
1: tropey shit. There's so many other horror movies we've not talked about. That I feel like we could just do this again. Maybe then I could talk about Scream. Like another <laughs> another five <5-ish>. I mean,
0: <laughs> and that's the thing with horror. It's uh, and this is a nice way to, I guess, lead us into our conclusion. It's it's there's so many that there's probably heaps that we've missed. And it's like horror has their own genre, which I guess we kind of tried to tap into there, which I think is kind of nice. You know, before we before we finish, there's
1: a movie I had no intention of bringing up, but with you saying that how uncomfortable you felt with The Strangers, and again, it's like, you know, you get a bad feeling when you're watching it, but it's well-crafted. Uh, this is more to do with, like, a bad feeling. Like, there's a movie that I watched when I was a kid, and I way young to have watched it, and it's stayed with me ever since yeah troll okay <laughs> it's a movie called I'm pretty sure it's called troll and i've never liked what to go back and it's an American horror movie there's like an apartment block and then there's like plants and things growing outside of human bodies and it's just it is a foul movie that you know purely based on the fact that it's just stayed with me like it's always been like a negative Memory, and I think they made a sequel as well, Troll Two. But that first movie, Trolls, horrendous.
0: I had a similar sort of thing. I can't remember how old I was. Probably around like the eleven, twelve mark. I don't know the name of the movie, but it was it was something. It was set in like a like a like an asylum, like a crazy house sort of thing. But then there was like this giant rat type creature, and it was like running around the the the, the pipes and the I don't know, the ducks and stuff and throughout the halls and it was like killing people and then there was like more of them. I remember that sort of messing with me a bit.
1: Can I just share with you? (laughs) I've I've just looked this up. You know sometimes how you experience something at a certain age and that'll stay with you? Well, a quick IMDb search has just let me know that the movie I was just talking about is actually a comedy fantasy horror movie from 1986 and he's rated... PG. You are a child, though. I know, I know, but it's even like looking at the the visuals and the poster. Um, I don't know. And the, the tagline: "Apartment for rent. Inquire." Within. It does
0: look kind of gross, though. That's... It's it's horrible.
1: Anyway, Troll. <laughs>
0: That's like, a movie like that people, always bothered me. Some I people mean, are afraid of like you know Muppets and stuff. I'm so. looking
1: at the cast, and it's got a Treu from Neverending Story in it. Never Maybe Ending I'm remembering Ending this story. movie all wrong. Yeah. Anyway, I'm never gonna go back.
0: Horrendous film. (laughs) Scarred me for life. (laughs) What a good note to end on. Um, That's it for our Halloween special. And that's it for our 200th episode. Please go subscribe and download this episode on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us
1: on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as Podcast, And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. Be sure to also check out our website, thatfilmsfewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our reviews of It Chapter 2, Annabelle Comes Home, Child's Play, Brightburn, The Curse of the Weeping Woman, Pet Cemetery, Us, and Escape Room. All suitable Halloween movies that came out this year. We've even got our review of Zombieland Double Tap coming soon.
0: Even our companion shows have some recent episodes looking at horror flicks. Rewind and Review just looked at uh, Zombieland from 2009. And Sounds Like Comics have recently reviewed The Addams Family from 91. Rewind and Review have their annual The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror special coming soon. And Sounds Like Comics have an upcoming episode looking at The Crow from 1994.
1: That just wasn't intentional. But we have covered quite a bit of horror just this year. There was a reason I wrote all of that down. <laughs> I had no idea. We've done so much other. Uh, happy Halloween, everyone, and thank you for sticking around
0: for 200 episodes. That's it. And for the 200th time, you've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film suite. See you soon.
1: Good evening, <laughs> ghouls. Ghouls. I still want to say that. What is ghoul? ghouls? What is ghouls? Uh, Adam Brody in, you know, Kylo Ren, in that Bill Murray zombie zombie movie. He's like, "What do you think it is?" Oh yeah, shit. and he goes,
0: "Ghouls." <laughs> Love it.